A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Thursday, and welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. And we start, of course, in the only place that we can start with the Manchester Derby in the Carabao Cup semi-final. Last night, as United took on City for a place, obviously, in the final against Spurs at Wembley. Now, as I'm currently um, reading this to you, I'm looking at my TV screen, and it's currently Manchester United nil, Manchester City 1, with 30 minutes to go. I wouldn't actually like to guess, so... uh, I don't really know what's going to happen, but this is what happened in the game, as you would have heard it live on Talksport. It's the Adiria for oh. Adiria with a volley into the net, and that goal will seal Manchester City's place in the Carabao Cup final. I'm really impressed about the quality of these human beings. So coming here in Old Trafford and play the way we played. We spoke about we have to play, not talking about winning or losing. We have to play and we played and incredible satisfied for the performance in the way. We show again the last three games, Newcastle, Chelsea and today show show the quality that we have. Goes in towards the six-yard area and John Stones is there to tuck it home. John Stones in a Manchester derby scores for Manchester City to put them in front at Old Trafford. Bearing in mind that uh, you've now lost only two of the last 25 games and you've had several players ruled out of the last week or so with COVID-19 infection. What sort of message do you think you've sent to everybody else in the Premier League and in these competitions? about Manchester City over the last couple of games because you destroyed Chelsea and then you've come to Old Trafford and you've beaten Manchester United too. Yeah, the past two games, I'd say, here and, and, and Chelsea, we've we've looked like the Man City of the years we've won the league and won and destroyed, destroyed England, which is something very hard to maintain and we knew that as players. We set high standards. We set like a precedent for the for the league almost of how we've how we've played and our style of play and I think we're starting to get back to that mentality of winning and, and playing how we play and as I say that's not easy it's it's something that you can't always put your finger on why it happens or why why it works it just just clicks at sometimes and maybe over the past year it's not it's not been that way and it's been frustrating for players you know you in life you want things everything one way and always to be going good and it's not going to be that way so I think mentally we've put our stamp on on everything and showed everyone again we're, that we're, we're here we're challenging for everything and we're, we're uh, ready for the fight Stones is now looking like the centre half they thought they bought defensively they're, they're, the midfield work hard they play they play a system where the midfield works so hard as do the wide men it's more of a 4-3-3 becomes a 4-6 yeah. and then they just break at pace Kevin De Bruyne is brilliant they defend so they, well though, don't they, they do they get numbers they get numbers back they defend like Spurs but attack 
like Man City. And that's a potent combination, potent. Mm. If you can get it right both ends, and they are. And I, I saw it at my place. They're the best side I've seen at Stamford Bridge since Liverpool last season. Mm. They're going to Wembley once more, this time at the expense of their City rivals, Manchester United, who fall at the semi-final stage for a fourth successive time under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. We're not unlucky, We're uh, and it's not, it's not a mental block. It's that we've just not been good enough. That's the reality. We've gotten there, gotten to the semis by right, and we've met some good teams, and we've just uh, not had enough to beat them. Ken, let me ask you just quickly, because you said one step forward, two steps back. That implies you think United are going backwards. Is that what you mean or not? Yes, I do think we've gone back. You think United are going backwards now, even though they're, they're second joint top on points? The second in the league, because the other teams up there have had bad injury problems and we've been lucky that way and we were lucky when Lindelof got injured because Bay comes in and, and transforms the team we play with pace mm-hmm. we play higher up the field we play fast attacking football what happens as soon as Lindelof's we don't know how fit he was but as soon as he's back he's in and Bay's on the bench what's that say to people like Van der Beek and others don't matter how well you play when you come in you're not going to get him no. once all his favourites okay. are, are fit Now, in previous episodes of the podcast, you'll recall there's been a lot of emotion concerning footballers breaching COVID regulations. And some pundits have suggested that teams be docked points for further misdemeanours. Well, in the build-up to the Manchester derby, presenter Mark Saggers had his say on things. They might grow up as young men and look like young men when they get to 15, 16, 18, 20, 21, 22. But some of them have never grown up mentally because they haven't had to, because they haven't had to make a dental appointment. They haven't really had to sort out the driving test. They haven't had to pack their own suitcase. They don't even know where their passport is. These are all just part of the modern footballer being manipulated by the agents who are looking after them and others who have to just think, whoa, we've just got to be careful with them. And Pep Guardiola is one of those managers who doesn't really help for me. I would like to know how many how many people were more than five or six periods people at home in this New Year's Eve. I'm pretty sure many. Normally in this society we judge the other ones and this society will be better in the first to judge the other one, judge ourselves. What he said this week shows a lack of care and attention and duty to the players. They for him are nothing more than what they do on the pitch really for him to prove that he can get the best out of these players. He has to think a lot more about what these young men are doing and why they're doing it and why he's let them get away with it and others too at such a difficult time because it is no good to say that none of them are role models. It is no good to say that there are people all over the country at the moment just partying it and letting other people in. Yes, there have been people that have broken the rules. Yes, the government have got nowhere to go on this one when they let Dominic Cummins do what he did without ever punishing him. But football does still have role models. It still has people that we want to look up to. Now, if Spurs win the Carabao Cup, does that make Jose Mourinho a genius? Yes, it does according to the former Spurs midfielder, Jamie O'Hara. You'll hear from Jamie shortly, but we can also get the take of Simon Jordan, Katie Price's ex-husband, Jonathan Woodgate, who scored the winner in the final for Spurs way back in 2008, would you believe, and Trevor Sinclair, all lauding the special once. Oh, sorry, one. The fact that Pochettino got to the final of the Champions League was a a great achievement, but to not win it, I think uh, a lot of people will say, well, they failed. Um, For me, they need silverware. They've not had silverware since 2008. 
It's a big football club. You look at the stadium now, you look at the players that are playing for the football club, you look at the manager. And, you know, we hear that the, the saying he's a serial winner. He is. Jose Mourinho takes the competition seriously. He's won it four times. He's a serial winner. And them Spurs boys need to start winning trophies. They've had chances over the years. They've got a great chance now. They haven't won anything under different managers. So they might win something under this manager. Players want to win games. And they're not bothered now with the play. If I was a player now, all I want to do is win. And I don't yeah. care how we win, no matter how what style we play. As long as we win, fans are different. Fans want to see he's entertained. But at the end of the day, what do the fans want to see? It was not lifting a trophy or winning a trophy. I think, without a shadow of a doubt, he's the, one of the greatest managers that has ever existed in football. And if you look at his achievements, they're beyond peer. I don't think anybody has gone into four different countries and done what he's done. But he divides opinion because of the nature of his personality. So there is a slight tendency to try and take people like Mourinho down. Now, if that means it's a media bias, then it's a media bias. And that man, Jose Mourinho, is ready. This is backroom stuff, a big hug. Congratulations, Chelsea, our League Cup winners. We've got a chance to win a trophy in his first, really, his full season in charge. So we have to get a, get away from the fact that we play. Look, we want to play the Spurs way, this dynamic football and free flow and we're open and everyone wants to watch Spurs. We want to win a trophy. That's what he's been brought in to do. They're resilient, they're resolute, they're hard to break down, they're win games, they're keeping clean sheets. It's frustrating at times to watch Spurs, but as a fan, you're accepting it because if we win a trophy come the end of the season... The man's a genius. Now, switching to the other side of North London, there's news that Mesut Ozil, or Ozil, no one really knows what his name is. It's a bit like Orville when uh, Keith Harris had him. Was it Orville? It was Orville. It was only ever Orville. Anyway, he may be off to the MLS. That's Mesut Ozil, Orville, not Keith Harris's duck, Orville. Anyway, we'll get Aidan Goffey's thoughts on the Germans' time at the Emirates. But first, this is Yaz. An emotional Gunners fan on Drive, who I'm guessing thinks if he does go, the only way is up. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Stupid, but um, I've been following um, Ozil since he's, he was playing for Werder Bremen and then he transferred to Real Madrid. Since then, probably I watched every game of Real Madrid and every game of Arsenal he played. He's an emotional guy. I'm Turkish. He's Turkish. I know he's a different guy, but he always been interpreted as wrong. Oh, brilliantly done by Ozil, who rounds the goalkeeper and taps it into the net. It's a sensational goal. Mesut Ozil has given Arsenal a 3-2 lead. Wenger was finished and went on far too long at Arsenal. Unai Emery didn't really have a clue. I mean, this is a guy who didn't even win the title with Paris Saint-Germain. And Arteta basically gave up on Mesut Ozil. So he's not had support from uh, managers who were good enough to get the best out of him. However, what I find amazing, and this is a look on social media, and not not just a lazy look on social media, I've, I've found Arsenal fans, who are genuine Arsenal fans, uh, who, you know, they talk properly about football. It's not like AFTV and all that nonsense. It's proper football talk. And they are calling him a legend. Meza Ozil, they're referring to him as an Arsenal legend. If you if you look it up, you can search if you like. There's loads of them talking about Meza Ozil as an Arsenal legend. Let's talk about it. I mean, I, I'm genuine with this. In the Emirates era, as they've been a more talented player, loved by the fans... Than Meza Ozil. Yeah, it hasn't quite worked out as you all thought it would, but he's been there a long time. Does he actually deserve recognition in the form of a statue? Is that going too far? Let's talk about Meza Ozil. As I'd an- rather see a statue for Ray Parler. Now, as dementia in sports becomes more prominent, could we get to the point where boxing could end up becoming unacceptable in society? 
Well, the Times chief sports writer, Matt Dickinson, seems to think that could be the case. You'll hear from Trevor Sinclair, Adrian Durham, Darren Goff, and a caller, but first, this is Matt's take on the sport on White and Jordan. I get the thrill of boxing. I've been ringside. I've been lucky enough to be ringside for some amazing fights. Joshua Klitschko, you know, that was... Boxing gets to bits of you that other sports can't, but if you actually detach yourself from it and think, well, what am I rooting for here in the concussive blows that are required for you know the ultimate thrill in boxing, which is a knockout, uh, if you detach yourself, ask yourself some hard questions about that, I, I, I don't like the answer. I, mean, I see exactly where Matt is coming from, Trevor. I mean, there's more than a point that he's got, isn't it? Yeah, but there's risks without anything that you do, especially uh, contact sports. And what I disagree is it's taken away the opportunity for working class lads um, who might have fallen on tough times. They go into a safe hub, uh, a gym. You know, we know about uh, Champs Camp. We know about Joe Gallagher, these trainers that take these kids in who, if they don't get the opportunity to box and join a big family where there's discipline, there's no crime um, and it's a healthy lifestyle, um, I think taking that opportunity away from these lads and taking the opportunity of, uh, away from them to become a great boxer and be, maybe become an English title. Or, well, but yeah. I, I, I go on that side of things. I think if you're taking boxing out of the equation, I think communities will be um, less rich for it. Just a quick call about Maxon's views on, on banning boxing. I did hear the interview earlier on today. And I just think if you try and put an out-and-out ban on a sport like boxing, it's just going to drive it underground. and. Mm. And once it's on the ground, it's unregulated, the safety isn't there, the doctors aren't there, the medical scans, the you know, your annual medicals aren't there. It, it, it's going to get a lot worse than it currently is. It's as safe as it can be, and it's regulated, and it's, it, you know, it's under massive scrutiny at the minute because of other sports that are, are looking at their head trauma and, and dementia, but it's as safe as it can be. The towel comes in! The towel comes in! Tyson Tyson Fury has done the remarkable. Now and again, when you do get the knockout and then there's a huge delay and there's loads of people in the ring and they bring the oxygen masks out and you're just thinking, please get up, almost. I, I think at that moment in time, but it's like it's in our DNA, basically, Aid. I think even when you're at school, remember the times at school, and there's a fight and everybody wants to be in. Nobody wants to break it up. The teachers might come and break it up. There's a massive but, circle, isn't oh, there? Everybody the circle watching, and they're yeah. all clapping and cheering, yeah. fight, fight, fight. Everybody's enjoying It's part of us, isn't it? And being a massive fan of boxing myself, and I've done it myself, I mean, smacked around the head on, on numerous occasions... There's a buzz about it. Hello, I'm Laura Woods and this is TalkSport Daily. Now, has Mopo Mauricio Pochettino been brought into PSG to attract Lionel Messi to the club? Yes, he has. That's according to our South American football expert, Tim Vickery, or Vickers, as he doesn't like to be called. This is old Vickers explaining why on Hawksby and Baker. Not why he doesn't like to be called Vickers. Why, oh, you understand what I'm saying. Maurizio Pochettino's first press conference uh, was was asked about a lot of things, including Lionel Messi. And maybe we've been given a bum steer all these years. Instead, Messi, we thought Messi was saying he's going to go and play for Newell's old boys. Maybe he was going to go and play for a Newell's old boy. You know, that's <laughs> yeah. maybe maybe that's what we misunderstood because there is a lot of talk because you know they were kind of they they were brought up quite close to each other, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, and mm-hmm. uh, there's a bit of a kindred spirit that he could be off to PSG. He didn't say much, Poch, but I mean, it, it's it's possible, isn't it? Wait, there's no doubt in my mind that they sacked the German Thomas Tuchel and got in Pochettino in. 
to try and make it attractive to Messi. Now, for, for me, that, that's, that's been the driver of, of, of the thing. And Messi to, to PSG, it makes so much sense. And the Premier League, I tend to think, has just come a little bit too late for him. Uh, if he goes to PSG, he can dose himself a little bit during the domestic league and he's still fresh for what really matters to him, which is the business end of the Champions League and one, one more crack at the World Cup. Well, is this the moment? Because here goes Messi. He gets his shot away. And there is the moment. If he goes to Man City, you know, the, the Premier League is so relentless and he's just lost a little bit of that acceleration speed that, you know, a few years ago would have been great, but now maybe a little bit too late. So I've always seen if he leaves... I've certainly come to the conclusion that uh, Paris Saint-Germain are in pole position. Now, Slavin Bilic has been named manager of Chinese Super League club Beijing Gowan, three weeks after being sacked by West Bromwich Albion. See what I did there? He spoke exclusively to Jim White and told him he had the opportunity to move to China after leaving West Ham two years ago. Talk Sport exclusive. I was open to go there when I left West Ham, and it was always one one of the destinations very attractive for few reasons, you know. Of course, the finance are very important for the people like going there, but also what was important for me was the size of the club. And I'm going to a massive club there, to a big club there. So uh, I was ready to go, go there two years ago. It didn't happen then, and then it's, it happened now. So it was never in my plans. I have to go there, but it was always one of the destinations that I would consider at least. And I'm uh, happy. Breaking news on Talk Sport. Well, Talk Sport understands that West Brom manager Slavan Bilic will be sacked tomorrow. That's despite securing that point at the Etihad with the one-all draw against Manchester City. You don't feel bitter at all, Slavin? Do, do, are you still annoyed with what happened at West Brom? I'm not annoyed. I'm, I have to, again, to use this opportunity to thank the players who are brilliant, to be fair, from day one till the last day in this very difficult season, not only in football, but in life. And it's great. I mean, uh, we've been through great times through the championship. Championship got promoted, COVID, lockdown, everything, then a Premier League, then you have few knockouts or whatever, knockdowns, and we never had one single problem of attitude in a training pitch, and we didn't lose the motivation. So the players were brilliant, and I feel for them now, and I want the best for them, also for the fans. The other things in football, they happen, but I will always remember West Brom as a, as a great part of my career, great part because the things we achieved in the first year that was not in plans to do it straight away in the first season were, were quite remarkable and that will stay in my heart and my mind forever. Back to Hawksby and Baker discussing alternative ways to settle sporting fixtures with their listeners. This is from Whaley Bridge. This is uh, Dave. He says, I was uh, playing darts in the local pub league and both me and the other player were that drunk we couldn't finish the game. (laughs) (laughs) So we got a pint each and the one who drank his first was the winner. What a great way to finish. Yeah, what a fantastic... It's like the old school darts of the 70s, isn't it? We can't play darts anymore. We just finish this with a pint. That's it for another podcasty thing. As things currently stand, it's still 1-0 to Man City, but there's still plenty of time left in the... Come on, United! Where am I? Oh, yeah. 
the last paragraph. And this is what it says. I'm back on Andy Goldstein Sports Bar tonight from 10pm, so make sure you join us for that. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein Talkbook Daily podcasts out first thing in the morning. So do what you've got to do to get it and download it, etc., etc. Until then, thanks for listening. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. Flimsy stands slowing you down? Well, it's time to upgrade. Armadillo builds durable North American-made tablet stands and kiosks. We're so confident, we offer a lifetime warranty. So, elevate your business and visit armadillo.com. That's A-R-M-O-D-I-L-O dot com and use code ACAST for 5% off. Armadillo, built to last, designed to impress.